Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So Pastor Dre is preaching today. He's going to come bring where he's also wearing a flannel. So you know it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. And this is how I know it's really, really going to be good. Because the Browns are on a winning streak. A one-game winning streak, but it's, it's something. That's something. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dad. It's like our Super Bowl. <laughs> we had one in 640-some days, but who's counting? Well, good morning to you. Yeah, I am counting, yes. Good morning to you. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for being here on a rainy Sunday morning. And uh, my goal is not to talk really long to you today, but just to give you an opportunity as we talk about the Holy Spirit, to just encounter him again in this service. And uh, we've been going through a series called The Creed, and we've been going through the Apostles' Creed, that church tradition. And hopefully you've got your magnet somewhere and you're reflecting on that. And Danielle's been doing a great job of posting uh, some reflections for us on Instagram and Facebook and those kind of things. And so uh, I want us to just recite the creed as we've been doing to start off uh, these weeks. And so I'm going to encourage you to we say this with me today. Let's say together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Awesome. You guys sound amazing. Today, we're going to look at the phrase in here, I believe in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean when we make that declaration that we believe in the Holy Spirit? I want to take a look at a few verses just to start this. Uh, you can turn in your Bibles to John 14. We're going to look in John 14, John 15, and John 16. I promise we won't read all the chapters, uh, but we'll read a, a couple verses from there, starting in John 14, verses 16 through 17. It should be on the screen today. Awesome. All right, John fourteen sixteen and 17, is, Jesus is talking, he's talking to his disciples as he's preparing them and letting them know that he's getting ready to be crucified, and at some point he's going back to heaven, he's preparing their hearts. He says this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Will you guys say advocate with me? Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him. Because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate, everyone say advocate, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. And then we'll skip over to John 15, verse 26. Jesus is continuing this to speak. He says, I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. 
He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And then a couple more verses in John 16. John 16, 7. This is really where I want to focus on today. But in fact, it is best. Everyone say best. Come on, say best. It is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And then a couple more verses, 13 through 15. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Will you guys pray with me one more time? Jesus, thank you today for who you are and what you do. And Holy Spirit, we invite you in these next few moments to just show us a little bit about who you are. Pray that you would draw near to us and that, that you would open up our eyes and our ears. And our understanding, as Pastor Dan already prayed, that we would see you a little bit more clearly today. In your name we pray. Everybody said. So last week, Pastor Dan preached a very powerful message on Jesus. It was a, really a masterpiece on the theology of Jesus. Uh, today you get like the finger paint version of a sermon today. Uh, but if you, haven't, if you haven't listened to this message, I encourage you to go back just line by line in that Apostles' Creed. Dan really preached powerfully about God's only son, who's our Savior and Lord, who suffered so we wouldn't have to, who was crucified in our place, who descended to hell, rose again. He kept every promise. He was perfect and sinless and his example and standard of love. It was really great. And yet this same Jesus who we talked about last week, we just read, said that it was better, it was best for him to go so that he could send the Holy Spirit in full measure. And that's where I want to land today, because this Jesus, who we love so much, he recommended that, hey, it's better for me to leave so that you can have this gift. You ever had a friend who recommends you something that wasn't that great? Yeah, ever have, you have a friend? You, like I had a friend who recommended a movie and you go to watch it. and It's like a black and white French movie with subtitles. You think, bro, do you even know me at all? Or you have someone that recommends like this, this little, you know, restaurant and you go eat and it's the nastiest food you ever had. Yeah, but you ever have a friend that you can count on to recommend things? Like you will just take their word at it? Yeah, so like if you need a, like a restaurant, you need to go see Larry today. Larry's like our foodie guy here. Like Larry's money, 100% money on food restaurants, all those kind of things. But listen, depending on your relationship and how much you trust somebody, you take the recommendation without even asking a lot of questions, don't you, if you trust them, if they have a proven track record. This happened to me when we went on vacation. Pastor Dan, who I've known since I was 18, and we have a great track record, he said, hey, if you're going to Ocean City, there's an arcade, and they have 25-cent pinball games. And you have to, like, go to the back, but I'm telling you, bro. And he didn't even finish the sentence, and I said, I'm in. I'm in. And so when we took our kids to Ocean City, we went to the pinball the arcade and we played pinball spent like a dollar for all the kids and we played pinball every night great recommendation and here's the thing jesus who we trust and we love said to the disciples and prophetically said to us it's better that i'm in heaven so that you can have this gift of the holy spirit we trust jesus i have to imagine that that was a hard pill for them to swallow i have to imagine that somebody like peter probably tried to talk him out of it Don't go. 
But Jesus said, no, I can only be here in one place at one time. But when I go, the Holy Spirit can be for everybody, everywhere at all times. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, that we have that measure of God's presence within us wherever we go. And we have access to it. God the Father is in heaven. Jesus the Son is in heaven. But the Holy Spirit is here on earth. And we have access to him. And that's an amazing thing. And I want to talk to you about three things today real quickly. And then we're going to respond today to the Holy Spirit. We're going to just welcome him in our lives in a fresh way. But when we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, what are we saying when we say that? And I want to just give you three things today. Number one, when we say that we believe, by the way, we are a church that believes in the Holy Spirit. We believe in his power and his working. We believe in all the things that he does. And so when we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, number one, we're saying that we believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. We believe he's a person of the Trinity. He's not just some energy or some indistinct power or an it. We believe that he is, has a personality. And it's hard sometimes for us to distinguish that because we understand God the Father. We understand a father relationship. We understand Jesus the Son, but we don't say like, Holy the Spirit. We don't say that. So I think sometimes, and here's what I want to challenge you on, sometimes we shy away from our understanding of the Holy Spirit because it's not easy for us sometimes to really gather. It's, there's some myst- it's almost mystical to us in some ways. But I want to tell you today that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. We have a great understanding of those things, but it's not always easy for us to quantify this relationship. And depending on your church background, the Holy Spirit, you come into a situation like this and you think all kinds of different things about the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a church background where we called the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. That scared a five-year-old kid (laughs) growing up at church. And you would say, like, if, if God was doing something in a service and someone was really being touched by God's presence, you'd say, the Holy Ghost is on sister so-and-so. What does that mean? And so whatever your church background is, whatever you've grown up in, whatever your expression of the Holy Spirit is, I want to say to you that the Holy Spirit is the person in the, in the Trinity. He has a personality. Holy Spirit's not an it. It's not the same thing as saying we have the spirit of generosity or the spirit of competition. It's important to remember that he is not something but someone. To treat the Holy Spirit as anything less than a someone is wrong by us. And I want to ask you these questions today. And I was, as I was studying, I was asking myself these questions. When's the last time that I've told the Holy Spirit, I love you? When's the last time I thanked the Holy Spirit for what he does? When's the last time we prayed to the Holy Spirit? We did, Pastor Dan. We prayed to the Holy Spirit today. When's the last time you worshipped the Holy Spirit? You can talk to him. You can worship him. You can pray to him. One God, three persons. There's a great analogy. I've used this in children's church a long time, how to explain this. Uh, We talk about water. The chemical compound of it is H2O. And we know that water comes in different forms, but it's still water. Water can be ice. Water can be a liquid. And water can be a gas. It can be steam. And that is the expressions that we see in the Trinity. It it is the same God, but the, the expression is different. My encouragement to you to remember this is because it might be confusing, because we might not understand it, is let's not ignore the Holy Spirit. Are you with me, church? Let's not ignore him. Just because we may not have all the understanding, let's not ignore him. There's nothing 
that gets me fired up more relationally if, than someone that ignores me. I'd rather you cuss me out. Don't you dare after the service either. Some of these teenagers have been waiting for it now. Uh, I'd rather you just be so mean to me than ignore me. Because there's something so cold about ignoring somebody relationship. It cuts off the relationship. And we have to pursue a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Even if it's, for some of you, this is, this is not a mystery to you. For some of us, this is new to us. And my encouragement to you is let's not ignore him, but let's pursue him. You need, if you want more understanding, and I'm only giving you three points today. There's so much we could preach about. We could do a whole series. We could talk a whole year about the Holy Spirit, and we still not get it. If you want a book recommendation, me and Pastor Dan can recommend something to you. If you want to sit across at Starbucks and talk more about the Holy Spirit, let's do it. Don't ignore. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Do your own study. Go on BibleGateway.com and just put in spirit in the Bible search app, and you will see that from the beginning, the very first mention of God in the Bible is the Holy Spirit. Number two, you guys okay? All right, two more points. We're going to respond here today. The second thing is the Holy Spirit is a helper. When we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, we're saying, I believe that the Holy Spirit is a helper. Jesus, when he's, all these verses we read, when he's talking about the advocate, he's using a word that is called paraclete in the Greek. And that word is so chock full of meaning. It means an advocate. It means a counselor. It means a helper. The Holy Spirit is a helper to you. It also says, he said, I will send you another helper. This is what Jesus said. And that word another means one that is just like me. And Jesus said, hey, I'm leaving to go to heaven, but I'm sending you one who's exactly like me. And basically the difference is he can be available to all of you. At the same time, you have access to them anytime. And when we put those all those Greek words together, this is what Jesus is communicating. He's basically saying that the Holy Spirit is permanently called closely alongside each of us to provide coaching, direction, instruction and counsel in our life journey. That's a big deal. That's what he's there for in your life. You have access to that today for your life. Part of why I love to be able to speak selfishly is I get to tell you what my problems are in life. And I have a problem. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. And my problem is, is that I do not believe that you should ever take two trips. When you come home from the grocery store, that when you get the groceries into the house, it is a one-trip deal. Always. You're laughing, but I believe if I was to do my own creed, like, I love Jesus, I love God, I love my wife and family, one trip in the grocery store. This would be right at the top of my list. Some of you are laughing. I'm being, being serious. I believe in this. I believe you do not waste two trips. And so my whole life, and I worked in a grocery store. This is part of the problem. I worked in a grocery store, so I, I fancy myself a grocery store expert because I worked for three or four years in high school. Till this day, I still do. You can ask Pastor Kerry. We walk into grocery stores, and I'm always evaluating. Don't laugh. You guys do that with your nonsense, too. So, But when my kids were, were little, more you know, little than they are now, we lived in Tennessee. We, the parking area to our townhouse 
was like a quarter mile long or something like that. It was horrible. And it was, it was uphill both ways because <laughs> we were in Tennessee. And so this, this value of doing one trip to the grocery, to get all the groceries in was important. And there was this one particular day where there was a lot of groceries and, and sometimes Carrie would shop for the month which is a lot of groceries. And I would say, and the kids, we would go out and I'd say, okay, kids. And basically I was telling them, come watch how strong your dad is. Come watch me. I promise this will connect to the Holy Spirit in a minute. Just stay with me. Um, and we, I would have them load up all these bags, and I'd walk 30 bags, one trip. And by the way, one trip means closing the, the hatch, too. It can't go back for that either. Um, and we would walk down this path, and my kids would walk behind me. And this one particular time, Carrie's like laughing at the door as I'm walking in, and we would have a, a fun game with it. And I look back, and my kids have as much groceries in their hands as I did in mine, because I kept was just spilling groceries everywhere. And it was funny, and, and I'm hearing like these little voices going, I, I got it, Daddy. You're doing a great job. I got it, Daddy. You're doing a good job. And I remember in that moment, this is funny, and this is how God speaks to me, in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is what I do for you. You're on a journey. You're trying to carry these things through life. And I'm coming beside you, and I'm helping you picking them up and get to where you're going. And whenever we do groceries, whenever I get in certain seasons of life, God will remind me of that picture of my kids encouraging me and helping. The Holy Spirit is your helper. There's a lot of verses in the Bible it says a lot about the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter. Think about when you're having a bad day. Where do you go for comfort? Netflix and chill? Starbucks? Think about the things, and yet we have a Holy Spirit that is there. Not that those things are wrong, but we have, we have a Holy Spirit that wants to comfort us. The Holy Spirit is an encourager. You have a built-in encourager that lives on the inside of you. He directs us. He convicts us. Of our sin, when we do wrong, the way that we know that we've done wrong is that the Holy Spirit will tell us. And the Holy Spirit's main role is that He always points us back to Jesus. He always points us back, and that's the greatest help that He can give us. Is whatever we're doing in life, He can say, "Look at Jesus," because Jesus is always perfect theology. The way that you invite this Holy Spirit to help you more, and here's and here's where it's hard for me is that we have to give up control in different areas of life sometimes. All we have, and I like control. My leadership personality, I like to take control. I like to take charge. I like to bring the groceries in the house in one trip. And yet sometimes we are blocking off the Holy Spirit's influence in our life because we're trying to take control of too many things. My encouragement to you, we talked about don't ignore him, but give him control of certain areas of your life. And watch what he does. Watch how he helps you. As we do it, we give the Holy Spirit, Spirit more access to help us make, make us more like Jesus. Number three. Last one. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. When my kids, my, when Claire and Lucy were born, uh, the technology... Uh, was different for sonograms. When Jack was born, 4D sonograms had just come out. I don't know if you've seen these 
Have you seen these 4D songs? There's probably something else now. You probably can text in the womb or something by now. <laughs> hey, bro, you chilling? Okay. So, but we were so amazed because the 2D sonograms, two-dimensional, can't really tell what the heck those things are. You're like holding it side. They, they have to mark things on them to tell you. These are boy parts. <laughs> These are girls, you know, you have, they tell you these things like, oh, okay. And (laughs) 4D, unbelievable. Remember when we saw the picture of Jack in 4D? I thought, oh my gosh, that is my son. He has my nose. I'm sorry, son. There was no denying. When Jack came out, he looked exactly like that picture. The Holy Spirit empowering your Christian walk is the difference between 2D and 4D Christianity. He wants to empower your walk with God. He wants to empower your faith. Acts 1.8 says this. But you will receive power. Everyone say power. Come on, everyone say power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. One of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to empower your faith. And that word for power means dunamis power in the Greek. It means dynamite. It means that it's going to make a difference. It's explosive type of faith. And that's the difference when you're inviting the Holy Spirit to have his way. That you're not ignoring him and you're saying, take control and please empower my faith. It is a big difference. Romans 6, 10, and 11 says this. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's amazing. The same spirit that raised Jesus, that that defeated death, lives inside of you today. Come on. That means if you're having a bad day tomorrow, you can tap into that for encouragement and hope and victory in your life. That's empowerment. The same spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17, says it gives us freedom over sin in our life. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom today. And there's so many verses about how he empowers it. Galatians 5, these banners are up here. The Holy Spirit gives us fruit in our lives. He gives us these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. He gives us these things. We don't have to do anything to earn them. It is the byproduct of this relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's more perfect love and more peace and more joy in your life. If you need those things in your life, let the Holy Spirit empower you. He also, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, says that he gives us, there's gifts that he gives. Not only is he a helper, but he's a gift giver. Listen to these gifts that are listed in the scriptures. He gives us wisdom. He gives us words of knowledge. He gives us faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment. He gives us a prayer language. The Bible says if we don't know how to pray, that we can ask the Holy Spirit and he will pray through you. That's an unbelievable gift today. He gives us interpretations about the things of God. You don't understand something, the Holy Spirit will help you understand it. He gives you a gift of serving and teaching and exhortation. That's amazing today. He empowers us to live a 4D type of Christianity. I think I'm going to end on this, and the worship team, if you'd come. 
think one of the greatest ways is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. It's what he does in your life, what he does in my life, is that he works in you and through you to bring heaven to this earth. He works in you and through you to bring heaven to earth. Remember when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, pray this, pray in my name. Pray that my will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's some things about heaven that aren't like earth. In heaven, there's no sorrow. There's no sadness. There's no depression. There's not a lack of peace. There's not a lack of joy. There's no sickness in heaven. It's complete healing. And yet God will use the Holy Spirit, these gifts and this fruit in you, and different opportunities to let people see a touch of heaven here on earth. He uses you where you're at. This is the most important thing that I think I've learned, that where you are in life right now is by no mistake. The house you live in, the neighborhood you live in, the job you're on, the school that you're in, the family that you're in. Because God uses people through his Holy Spirit to become a portal and a doorway to heaven. He's got you there for a reason. Because his kingdom of God will advance as you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. I could tell you in my life how true this is. And it's not about me being a pastor. God spoke through a donkey in the Bible. He's speaking through one now. You're laughing too loud. This is for anybody at any time, anywhere. Not with a reverend in front of their name. When you leave here today, you step into this world as ambassadors of Christ with the Holy Spirit who is empowering you on the inside to bring heaven to earth wherever you go. And he does the work. You just have to say, yes, take the risk. You have to just be willing to listen. Pastor Dan talked about tune in to his voice and his spirit. And that's, that's the risky, vulnerable thing that we do. We say, okay, God, I think you're saying this. Okay. In my life, this is my story. I've seen the Holy Spirit work. I've told you a little bit before, but my father was healed on his deathbed at 26 years old. Changed my life completely. I mean, healed miraculously. It's stamped on his medical chart. Medical miracle. He prayed and woke up completely healed. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. My mother in high school, when I was a senior in high school, all of a sudden came down with a tumor, a huge tumor in her throat. We prayed. She went into surgery. When the surgeons went in, the tumor was gone. All that was left was a blood, was a mark of blood, just a little spot of blood. Pastor said, oh, it must have been the nail-scarred hands of Jesus that took that thing out of there. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. I could tell you about a time when I was a teenager and I was walking through a department store with two friends just being a goofballs. And as I walked past a young man, the Holy Spirit said, tell him about me. You know what I did? I went out of the store, got in the car, got down halfway around the block, and the Holy Spirit said, turn around. I made my friends go back. I went in there and I told him about Jesus. We prayed together. He accepted Jesus. 
Three days later on the news, he was killed in a drive-by shooting. Same guy. Am I that smart? No, it's the power of the Holy Spirit working through a life. I could tell you story after story, and it's not about me. It's just the power of the Holy Spirit working. I could tell you about a time I was in Atlanta at a conference, and I was just sitting there, and it was in a Christian conference, and I was praying, and I saw like a, like a, vision, I saw like a TV screen, and I saw a woman in an airport in a brace, and I heard the Lord say, I heard the Holy Spirit say, go pray for her. You're going to return. And I, we had these rental cars that we rented from an airport, and we got back from Atlanta 500 miles from where we were. I'd forgotten all about it, and I walked into the airport, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, go find the lady. And I walked through, and I didn't see her. So, okay, I was going to. The Lord got the wrong address. Started to walk out, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you didn't check everywhere. And upstairs was an observation deck. And I walked down onto this observation deck. There was nobody out there. And as I turned to leave, there was a lady on the bench with a brace, same clothes, same sunglasses. I said, ma'am, I think I've come from Atlanta to pray for you. We sat there both crying, prayed healing for her. I could tell you a story. I could tell you about a story. This Thursday night, rooted youth. I thought I was going to teach our teenagers something else, and the Lord changed plans. He said, talk about friendship. Talk about what it is to be a friend. Okay. So we did. It was good. And at the end of that message, one of our teenagers came up to me and said, Pastor Dre, you, you, you said to us that, we, that if we have a hurting friend, we should do something about it because that's what Jesus would do. And there's a friend of mine since Sunday. They've been talking about suicide. I don't know what to do. So you got to go home and tell your parents. I'm going to call them tomorrow and make sure. Within 10 minutes, I got a phone call from the parents. that said, Pastor Dre, our teenager told us. We're already on the phone with the parents. Thank you. Is that me? No, I'm not that smart. I'm not that good. But that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Working through you. Bringing heaven to earth. Could you stand with me today? We're going to close in just a second. Pastor Dan's going to come in just a moment to receive communion and offering. But I want to take a moment right now. Give you an opportunity. To just commit in a fresh way to this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one, to make a commitment. I'm not going to ignore this. Even if I don't understand it, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to pursue this. Number two, I'm going to give the Holy Spirit more control of my life. I'm going to let him take the groceries sometime. And number three, I'm going to make a commitment to say, Holy Spirit, will you work in me and through me to bring heaven to earth wherever I'm at, on my job, at my school, in my family, with my kids. Will you speak through me today? And they're going to sing the song that we sang at the end, and we're going to sing through it a couple moments. But I'm going to ask you to do this. Will you more than just sing this song? Will you pray this song today? Holy Spirit, you're welcome. We sing it, we're welcome here in this room. Will you pray over yourself today? You're welcome here today, Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you, this may be uncomfortable for some of you, but would you, just as a sign of surrender today, if you're comfortable with this, will you lift up your hands today as we sing this, as we sing through this a few times? 
Say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here in my life today. Come on, worship team. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreescc.com.